Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to the five-round Supercoach check-in, part three. We're up to round 15 of the season. I've got Johnny with me again. Johnny, how are you, mate? I oh, couldn't be better. I just came off a... Uh... And lost in head-to-head against a bloke who's coming last in our uh, draft comp. Uh, you know, you've been riding high all year. You've hit, you've hit a bit of a rocky road here, Dave Pipture. Um, you know, know. Dave. two out of the last five. Uh, look, you know, you've got the king. You've got Cleary there. So, you know, you're, you're well set for the finals. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're three quarters of the way in, basically. Um, and it's becoming an interesting comp. You know, we'll go through a couple of things later on. But I guess from our little draft league to start off with, it's been, you know, we spoke about before we started recording, there's a bit of a log jam in our comp where it's pretty tight and every win's starting to really matter now. That's right, yeah. So I'll, I'm just having a look at the ladder now. So I'm, of course, sitting pretty on top, 22 mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. from 11 wins. Next, you got uh, Stephen, who's on 20 points. Uh, Andrew on 18, then yourself at 16 points. So that rounds out the top four. And then you got... Edward, who's also on 16, and then, yeah, your logjam. A bunch of blokes all on 14 points, so seven wins for the season. You got uh, Chris, Pat, Ryan, Anthony, and then you got yeah, the bottom three. Surprisingly, we had last year's um, uh, winner, Chris. He's, he's had, had a good season so far, and then you got um, the, the battlers, as we call them, uh, Jason and Dave at the bottom on 10 points. It's interesting in our comp, you know, two uh, two former premiers in David and Chris down the bottom of the ladder, you know, but a couple of a couple of wins strung together here might get them back in contention. And you know, they obviously know how to win a comp, so you've got to make sure they steer clear. Uh, you know, Dave's never gonna come in this podcast. Dave's a very shy lad, but his <laughs> his point differential of minus a thousand one hundred. Where's the delete app button on? Where do can you just show tell him quickly where it is? Uh, what's he doing? He's you know, he every week he gets bent over, except this week where you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's bent me over. But um, yeah. No, look, you I'm know, like we always that. say the draft, like classics, good. You know, I mean, you and me have done pretty well in classic this year. Uh, but there's nothing like a draft league, and you know, get getting amongst it. So we want to do something a bit different. The last couple of uh, recaps, what we've done is we've kind of gone through the top ten or so in averages. You know, we've spoken about our league and how we've kind of re-ranked it, you know, moving, knowing not what we know now. We want to do something a bit different today. Uh, Johnny had the idea we're going to we're gonna redraft for the rest of the season. So in this scenario, we've just started a new draft comp, 12 teams. We're going to go for the first two rounds and knowing what we know now, so injuries at play, suspensions at play, form, all those different things, we're going to draft now. So Johnny, I'm going to give you the first pick, mate. You're the one at the top of our league, so you know where to go here. So let, let's go. We've got two rounds each, so we'll build a team. We'll call them out after we get to the second pick on each. Let's start off. We've got the rest of the season here. We're round 16. Who are you going for to start off the draft for the rest of the season? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I'm going to go Nathan Cleary. Okay. That'd be my number one pick if I were to draft for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, no question, no doubt. Nathan Cleary, lock it in. It's, you know, like we say, the stuff that he's doing, you know, in classic, he's over a mil. For you, he's averaging 114, and that's an easy 114. You've said it last week. He's just a straight C every week. Don't don't even think about moving the captaincy on a matchup. You know, a Roosters, who's a good team, 
still eked out 140. It was a it was a very dominant performance, and you're very happy if you got him as your first pick. Yeah, you know there were, there were some people doubting, you know, whether it's a captain Nathan Cleary against the Roosters this week, but you know the the way he he's playing and you know he's he's stealing Jerome Loy's um, you know, limelight. He's just overcalling everything. He's got the goal kicking and you know. The Panthers can put you know 30, 40 in their sleep. So that's you know, and he's been striking them so sweetly mm. this season. So that's you know another guaranteed what like twenty odd points on top of his his uh yeah just just crazy attacking stats already. The one thing that's really surprised me with Cleary this year is the amount he's actually running the ball when he's yeah. close to a line. He's taking the line on, which is just a new like he had a bit of a running game in the last couple of years, but this year I just feel like it's when he's close to the line. And yeah, your verse back himself as captain, you just know he's gonna go, and it's yeah, it's a yeah. Joy yeah, yeah. You know, you, you love a ball hog in uh, in super coach, so mm-hmm. yeah, Nathan Cleary, yeah, keep, keep doing what you're doing, mate. That's it. All right, so yeah, pretty short and sweet on Cleary. You know, we've spoken a lot about him in this podcast, and I'm sure we will speak more of, especially as we get to the pointy end of our round reviews, our round recaps, and obviously any super coach uh, content. Number two is an interesting one, so I've now got the number two pick. Can go a couple of different ways here, but I think there's no other choice. The man Tommy Turbo, you know, in our league, you know, we I had him ranked eighth coming into the season. You know, there was a lot of guys in our draft comp, you know, six to eleven who were pretty nervous of going Turbo. You know, the injury history, but now knowing what we know now and how he's been performing, another two hundred and eight on the weekend. Now owns the second highest score in Supercoach history. No, no doubt, it's Turbo here. Yeah, he's just got some rare form. It's, you know, almost, I don't know if you'd call it hanging 2009 because he's just doing it so, so consistently. And ever since he's been back from injury, he's he's just been absolutely blazing it. He's got an average now of 127 and he's just turning up every week. It's crazy. You know, what he, what he is doing when he's on the field, you know, he had that one game against Newcastle where, we kind of mentioned on the review that week. You can tell was Freddie like was nice. Yeah, Freddie was going, look, you know, just <laughs> jog, jog it out, you know. But even when he did, he still got, I think, about a 60-odd. But you look at this now and, yeah, the, the, he's the only player in Supercoach <laughs> right now. If you went up head-to-head with, uh, against Nathan Cleary in a grand final, I, I feel like he's the only bloke that could really outscore, outpoint Cleary and give you a win. Like, that's where I, I think it's up to a, it's a big two now. And there is a third man in contention that I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit. But they're a clear number one and two for me. You know, Turbo's come back. Similar, you know, he's running the ball like he always does. He's got that beautiful pass to the edge players. And he's just, he's picking his spots, you know. He's, you know, third tackle, getting amongst the ruck, um, you know, quick play of the balls. And then when they're close to line in the attacking 20, there's no, I'd actually think there's no one better with ball in hand in the inside 20. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, again, he, he sort of just backs himself. You, you saw what he, he did in, um, you know, Origin 1. He just really tucks the ball under and just goes. He he backs his strength. Um, he's just yeah, speed. He, yeah, he's got it all close to the line. It's very hard to stop. Yeah. All right. So I think they're they're the two easiest picks. Obviously, they're the two in form. Got the highest average on the app. Now number you number three for you now, Nom. You the top two are off the board. <laughs> You're now struggling to find a player here. Who do you like at number three? Yeah, th- this one's an interesting one. Um, you know, obviously you ha- have a few injuries. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. So we're we're talking, we're doing this podcast um, right in rep round now. So and we just got news that 
you know, he's not expected back until round 20. Mm. Um, at the moment, his average is 100. That's very tempting. But, you know, if you're trying to make a run for the finals, you can't afford to hold him for another five rounds. I might actually go Cam Ponga here. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of games under his belt this season, but, you know, um, we're expecting Kalen to be back uh, hopefully after Origin 2. Um, so that's round 16. And the Knights, they, we've spoken about it before. They've, they've got a really good run home. So if I were, if I were to go third round, um, sorry, third overall pick, I, I'd, I'd go Kalen Ponga to, to get me home. It's a guy we haven't really spoken about this year, similar to Pappenhausen. They only played the five games this year. Uh, mm. So he's got an 86 average in those five games. And, you know, you kind of, like you said, that that draw at the end of the season is very, very tantalizing. From from around 20, let's say, you've got Canberra, Brisbane, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, Broncos. It's the best It's the best run home for the Supercoach finals by far. Um, it's, a, it's a player in a very good position in fullback. And we have seen what he can do. You know, lowest, lowest score this year, 40. Um, but did get 163 in one. So again, another player that can really turn up big. And you look at some of those opponents down the end, like Broncos average at least 100 to fullbacks. So he's got them twice in the last five rounds. So you'd be taking that. It's, it's a good pick. Um, I would have gone a little bit lower because again, similar to Pappenhausen, it's an injury risk thing, you know, only the five games. So what I'm going to do, you've got Ponga at three. I'll take Ryan Pappenhausen at four. Oh. That's my boy. Uh, I've been holding him all season. I've obviously got Nico Hines has been doing a good handcuff job for me. But, you know, Pappenhausen, it's 101 average with the 30 that he got knocked out after 10 minutes. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing him in five full games this year, especially that Broncos game where he nearly got the record again. He's just one of those players when he touches the ball, good things happen. You get out on the edge of your seat. And that's, you know, when you're playing super coach at all the time, and you're watching these games, that's exactly what you want. You want to be enthralled. You want to keep looking. And Pappenhausen's a guy similar to Turbo, can match a Cleary, you know, can throw out a, can throw out a 200. We've seen it this year. So I feel good about Pappenhausen. He's in that Melbourne Storm team. You did make the comment before we started. You know, Melbourne is getting, you know, they're starting to streak away a little bit now where they might start resting players. But I kind of think Bellamy wants to go for the minor premiership. And I think the Panthers will push them all the way to the end. So I don't think it's going to be too much resting. Uh, you know, there might be some jockeying for positioning uh, if one of these teams gets another loss here. But I do think uh, Bellamy's want to go balls to the wall. He's had a couple of, you know, a Pappenhausen and a Grant, Munster, have had some time in and out of the side. I think he wanted to start gelling before the final. So two players right there in Ponga and Pappenhausen, you know, injury risk. only played the five and six games respectively, but can easily win your comp. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so back to me now. Uh, for so, if pick number six, I would, you know, you know, I love my fullbacks. Mm. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Teddy here. Okay, at number six, you know, he, he's the super coach king for the past two seasons, and you know, I'm hoping, you know, if I was in this position, I'd hope, you know, after Origin, he, he'd, um, you know, get back to, um, uh, bring bring that, I guess, form back to. Hopefully, make for the run. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's very interesting to see that he's fallen this far. Obviously, it was a consensus number one or two in a lot of comps. Knowing what we know now, five is actually a, it could be you could see that as generous. You know the way that Teddy has played, he has been stifled against some of the good teams. But yeah, he's just one of those players. Huge upside. No, he's got a motor in him, and you know we've seen what he's done this year. Again, a high one hundred and sixty-two, the highest score this year. 
did get a low score of 17, but I'm pretty sure that was an injury affected as well. So you look you look at the Roosters run coming up. It's you know, we've been talking about some of the runs coming up. There's a little patch there in the middle. Let me just read the rest of the draw for you. So you've got Melbourne this week. Dogs, Cowboys, Newcastle. Two hard ones in Para and Panthers. And then finish up going Broncos, St. George, Rabbits, Raiders. There are some good some good draws in here. So, you know, T- Teddy can definitely turn up here in a couple of those. And he's one of these guys that, similar to a turbo, gets around the play of the ball, wants to know what he's doing, you know, got a line break in, got a pass. So it's a good pick. And I don't think he could have fallen much further. Number five, if you're getting, that's value. If you're getting Teddy at number five in, in a draft league. No, you can't, you can't insult Teddy by letting him drop out of the top five. You know, he's just been so good for so long. And, um, you know, the, there's that old say, you, you don't, you know, you don't drop a gun really um, in classic. And I think that applies in, in draft as well. You, you don't really count Teddy out. Yeah, 100%. All right. So number six, look, I was going to take Teddy with my pick there. So I'm now skating a little bit to try and figure out what I'm going to do here because there are a couple of players that I've got in mind here, you know, a Munster. Um, yeah. you know, looking at Cody Walker, mm. uh, a Jerome Hughes, so some of the halves now. Look, I'm going to do something pretty controversial here. It's probably premature. I understand that. There's a bit of a run thing that I like, you know, I'll go through it. I'm going to go Reese Walsh. I'm going my man cross. <laughs> now, the reason why not. Fullback is his spot now. There's no denying it. Roger is not playing fullback for the rest of the season. They might slot him at fullback. Maybe if, if they get to the round 25 and they play in New Zealand that last round, maybe they give him the one jersey just for a good old sake. Here's what I like about Reese. So he's come off the bench a couple of times. He's, he's averaging 70 right now. That's a couple of bench scores. You know, his lowest scores are 30, but he's got 129 in his arsenal. Let me run through the draw for you. Dragon, Sharks, Panthers, Rabbits. So the two hard games in a row. Then he finishes with Tigers, Sharks, Bulldogs, Broncos, Canberra, Titans. Very juicy. I see some tons. When Cody Nicarim is banged up, he's goal-kicking now as well. To me, thinking about it already for next year's draft, I'm already in that mindset and my classic team for next year, I'm targeting them both. If I can get a chance to have him right now and really cheer on the Reese train, I'm doing it. So I'm going Reese Walsh here, number six, and I feel good about it. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, well, if you look, look, if you're confident that you're making it to the Supercoach finals for us, it's round 24 and round 25. You got the um, the Warriors up against the, the Faders mm-hmm. for, for 24. And you got the Warriors against the Titans, also known as, you know, you know the, the Faders as well in the second the, half. So, the, yeah, the I can definitely see some Titans in there. Yeah, 100%. And he's one of those guys, again, similar to a Pappenhausen. You know, you've kind of seen a bit of a bit of a trend in my picks here, Turbo, Pappy, and Walsh. <laughs> I love excitement. I love I love, I love, guys that get the ball in their hands, make things happen. So, look, it's probably really premature, and I would be very interested next year. If he finishes the season strong, I would find a very hard press, especially what we've seen with fullbacks this year and how fullbacks can turn up and be your captain option. I'd be shocked if he doesn't get picked in the first round next year. Every guy we picked here so far can easily turn up for you on a matchup. You know, there's a couple of guys here that are very... Uh, matchup proof, you know, a Cleary and a Turbo, uh, some guys that are very matchup proof, just start to see on him every game. Walsh, obviously, is very young, only seven games in, playing Origin this weekend. Um, but to me, I just think he's got some talent. And, you know, I think in this back half of the season, we're going to see a bit of a Reese Walsh show going on. So, Reese Walsh at number six for me. Can't knock that. Can't knock that. 
All right, so back to me. So pick number seven. While, while you're thinking, um, about one, we've got a, so we had a halfback go number one. So we've gone <laughs> five straight fullbacks here. So we there's been no forwards, no centers, no hookers. <laughs> so plenty of options, or we could keep going with the halfback or fullback train here. Ah, oh, look, I'm not one to to ruin the train. So I'm actually going to go to the Troll Mitchell here. Woo, Troll. Okay, talk me through it. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, he's look, this was a toss up for me between Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. Mm. And, um, look, at the moment, I think everyone's loving the, the footy that Latrell is playing. Um, and you know, I'm looking at you know, if you're thinking you're going to make the super coach finals, the Rabbitohs have the Dragons. And look, I can easily see again. I guess similar vein as Cody, like that left edge, he can easily turn up against Dragons. Look, I completely agree with you. My next pick, number eight, will be Cody Walker. We're in lockstep yeah. there. We did speak about it. This um, Rabbitohs draw coming up here is very, very juicy. We saw what they did to the Broncos. They were in third gear that whole game. They never got out of third. Then they put 46 on in a very uninspired performance. You know, there were some errors. There were some miscommunications. And they did it comfortably. I think uh, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, they're, they're the cornerstones to that team attacking-wise. Two great picks there. You know, Latrell, I think it's just been, you know, he came back last. People forget, you know, and that's why he did go a little bit lower in our draft comp, you know. He had that really bad hamstring injury last year, and he played, was playing some really, really good footy for that four or five weeks before the injury. He started really getting that fullback slot, you know. Coming into this year, Started started the season well, like was one of the top fullbacks. Then he got knocked out with a suspension. Now he's come back in Origin. He's dominated Origin. He's come back into the club side. Still got one of, uh, to me personally. Out of all these fullbacks we've named, has got the nicest set of hands out of all these fullbacks. Watching him play out the back, the little tap ons or a long flat pass, he's got the best pass out of any fullback here. So he's going to score points, and he's got that big body where he's going to run over people, score his own tries. Love the pick of Latrell. Cody Walk will be the one feeding Latrell. So I'm happy for a back-to-back there. That, that's some good value with the Rabbitohs. And, you know, it's surprising. And I, I don't know if his name will get caught out on this top 24 here. Damien Cook has not been mentioned. He's not in my mind at all. If you're going with Rabbits here, Trill and Cody are the way to go. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy to think how much Cook has slipped in our minds. Um, you know, he, for the past you know, two, maybe even three uh, seasons when we've had the draft comp. He's been number one since. Mm. Um, but, you know, we just haven't seen his running game uh, this season. And, uh, I mean, you're the owner as as a Cook owner. What are your thoughts there? Look, you know, it's that – it's the – he's got no in-between cookie. It's either a 45 or it's a 95. It's a 55 or a 105. There's no – he's never going to get you at 70. You know, right now – uh, oh, I don't actually, I'm scrolling down now just to kind of find him here. And I'm actually shocked if I maybe passed him because the average, here he is, a 60 average. He's the 65th ranked player if you sort of buy average right now, you know. And that's about right. You know, he tons up very big. He can give you a 40 as well. I've, you know, since I've owned him, I've got about two tons and I've got about 450. So look, you know, if you're talking at, if we were just drafting hookers, he's probably two or three, but yeah, no, in terms of overall, if you're going for the rabbits and you look at that draw and find it very enticing, I think Trell and Cody are definitely the ways to go here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, well, I've said it before, in these first two rounds of a draft, you really want to pick someone that can be your captain or yeah. your vice captain. You need um, it. You, you sort of need that, you know, consistency, being able to, you know, have, have that high, you know, you know, these in 2021, you, you can't expect anything less than a 70 or 80 from your captain. If they haven't got you that, then it, it's a fail. So, you know, gone are the days where you can rely on Payne Haas as a guaranteed captain choice. And that's and that to me is the biggest thing for next year. We had a lot of second rollers and props go in our first two rounds. Yeah. For me, like you said, if your captain, like on the weekend, for example, I had Nico Hines who got 166 and you know, I was like, nope, not gonna work. And everyone's like, no, I'm 166. I said, boys. It's 200 now. Your captain's got to get 200 because you're behind. <laughs> like, I versus Cody Walker this week. We got 220 on the first game. He followed up with a Cam Murray who had a 90. He already had 300 within two players on the first night. I was done. Unless Nico broke the record, I was done. So it's one of those years, like you said, in these top uh, two rounds that we're redrafting here, we've got eight captain options here. That's exactly what you need. Yeah. So this next pick is very difficult for me. I'm going to go Storm. Okay. I'm going to go a half. And I'm actually, you know, before, you know, before the start of the season, Mudstar was, you know, you'd have to pick him top three. But now I don't know between, I can't can't really decide between Mudstar and Hughes. You you know you want to do it. Go with your gut. Uh, No, I, look, I, I think I have to, I can't go past Monster. Like I, I, as much as I wanted to go Hughes, um, you know, you you just think that surely he's gonna unlock this left side. Like you know, when Cameron Smith left, you thought you know he was gonna get the keys to the you know the Storms attack. Here's your left side. You got you know Pappenhausen sweeping. You got Olam. You got Adokar. Mm. You know, there's gonna be fifty points a game on that left side alone. But yeah, um, yeah, I have to go Monster here. You know. My ninth pick. Again, if you're doing a redraft and getting Cameron Munster a pick nine, it's tremendous value. Mm. It's a guy, again, hasn't really lit the world on fire, like you said, uh, but he's one of those guys that can really go big. He's got a, a just under a 70 average this year from a 5'8", which is a very weak spot that we know this year. There's really only four or five five eights that matter. So if you've got one of them, you know. And it's a very impressive with that average of um, 70 because he has not gone high. His high score is 100 this year. So it's yeah. just consistently getting you that 60, 70, 80, somewhere in that range there, you know, a low score of a 30, but that was only once. Every other time he's gone over 50 and he's pushing out, like I said, you know, consistently getting around that 70. So it's a, it's a good pick. Um, average draft position at the start of the year was six. So you're getting about nine here. There's some value. Yeah, so. The only thing would be with Cameron Munster, I will say this. If he could kick 70%, <laughs> because my God, for how skilled he is on the field, and he is my favorite player to watch in the NRL. There's no doubt about it. I've made that pretty clear. He's my favorite player going right now. If he could kick the ball straight, he would be exactly, he'd be in the top three. He would be, you know, the way that Melbourne scores. Like for, I've got Nico Hines who has been taking up the goal kicking uh, for me. But yeah, if Munster had those, he'd be pushing a 90, really, with how much they score. I'm going to throw a hypothetical here because um, I know we haven't men- mentioned um, Nico Hines. Mm. Let's say if Pappenhausen wasn't going to come back this season, yep. where does Nico sit? Exactly where Pappy went for me, four. He yeah, wouldn't right. get past four. Yeah. 
I think yeah, I agree. He's the ultimate handcuff. And I think if we've learned yeah. anything from this year, especially me, whoever my number one pick is, like for example, <laughs> you picked the Panthers halfback with Cleary. I went the Melbourne Storm fullback. We didn't necessarily pick oh, it's very good that it's Cleary and Pappenhausen in those spots, but the fact that it's that position in that team, in that system, to me, if I went Pappy next year, number one again. I would be having to take. I would have to draft Nico Hines somewhere, even if he wasn't. Yep. If he was on the bench, for example, but it's obviously off at the Sharks next year. But yep. you know, yep. if there's a Hines on the bench or in the reserves, you have to pick him up and just handcuff him because it's so valuable. Yeah, agreed. Look, well, he's, he won't get drafted now, but let me throw one more hyperbole back at you. <laughs> next year, does Nico Hines go in the top twelve in your opinion? Just we don't know. Obviously, the rest oh. of the draft league, he's going to be at the Sharks next year. Probably looks like he's going to have the goal kicking. Do we go uh, Nico in the top round or is he going to be a bit of a faller and someone might get a bit of a steal? I don't think he'll slip too much because just on the fact that, or to be honest, it it depends on how much of a run he gets once uh, Pappy's back. Mm. But geez, I think he'd be way too risky to, to, um, you know, have your first round pick on (laughs) just, you know, we all know he's a quality player, but you know, at, at a shark system, new coach. There's just so many unknowns yeah. for me personally. 100%. All right. I'm at pick 10. Uh, I'm not letting him slip past here. He's got a bit of a tough draw, but you know what? He's just doing the damn thing this year. It's my boy, an 85 average, Clint Gutherson. He's not dropping past mm. number 10. He's been an unsung hero this season for a lot of super coaches. Um, you know, he would have been in a lot of people's draft leagues somewhere between the fifth and the eighth fullback taken in a league. And like I said, he's averaging, he's giving you an 85. He is hundred percent a captain option every single week. You start to see on him against hard games this year. He's still going some big scores. So Clint here is a perfect pick at number 10, similar to where I was in our draft. You know, you kind of see who's falling. If Gutherson's at, Gutherson is at 10 right now, you're cheering. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right. So that's pretty much that's, Every single fullback off the, the board now. And that's all the important yeah. fullbacks are gone. Yep. Yeah. All right. So back to me, 11. Um, When's a forward going, Nom? When's a yeah, forward going? It's, it's funny you mentioned that. I think I'm going to go Angus Crichton right about now. Okay. Talk He's, uh, you know, he, he, I think coming into last year, I think he was, he was definitely top 10 overall. I'm pretty sure he was the top. Um, second roller at the end of last year. And I think he probably will be the same um, top second roller in 2021. He's, uh, you know, he's just got so much attacking upside. He got, gets through so much work. And what's his average at the moment? His average is... He's sitting about 76. I, yeah, I think he can, you know, um, if he gets confidence out of Audrey, he can definitely be around that, hover around that, if not improve to around that 80 mark. Yeah, you know, looking at the last couple of years, obviously 2019, when he kind of broke in a first grade, he was averaging 57. And it looks like he's only got back-to-backs uh, 75 around that. So he's just hitting that mark consistency uh, in that Roosters pack. You know, it's money. So it's a good pick. And you know what? Like we say, you know, you need uh, a captain to get you a 200. Right around this time in the draft, you, you kind of just want some safety right now. There's some options that you can go who I will go next, that's a bit of a risk. But if you can, like, handcuff him with an Angus who, you know, will pump out a 160 for you as a captain, you know, at least you've got a solid base and he won't give you a, a shit floor. So, 
Yeah. Um, de- definitely a good pick there. I'm going to go next. I've got the last pick of the first round. So this is a snake. In our draft, we do snakes. I'll get 12 and I'll get 13 here. Um, look, I'm going to go for a bit of a risk. I just traded for him in our draft. <laughs> it's Sam Walker. Now, okay. let me preference this. He can go 163. He can also go 11. That's his highest and lowest score this year. Yeah. I think he's getting better and better. This injury, this AC joint injury that he has got has obviously hampered him. They've given him a couple of weeks off, which I love the Roosters have done. They know that they need this kid in the finals. So give him a week off. is perfect. He's got Melbourne this week. It's a huge challenge. It would not surprise me again if he gets a rest. But then you kind of look at the little run he's got. Then he's got Bulldogs, Cowboys, Newcastle, Para. He's got the Panthers. Then he's got Broncos, Dragons, Rabbits, Raiders. There's some nice little stretches in there where Sam can really do some damage. And you know what? He'll be goal kicking. He's the lead, he's the lead playmaker in this team now. He's getting more comfortable with Teddy when, he, when they are in the team together. Um, you can definitely tell at the start there was definitely some inconsistency in the way they, them two played together and tried to run off each other. You know, he, he's averaging a 73, and that's with a couple of absolute stinkers. That's with uh, three sub-50 scores. Um, you know, he's he's upside personified for me. That's exactly why I picked him up in our draft league. I'm going for the win. I don't want to sneak into the finals in sixth place. I want to be very comfortable in the finals and make some damage. Sam Walker, number 12. Yeah, great pickup. I think that was a great trade for yourself and also uh, David, the, the bloke you, you traded him for because you, you gave him uh, Ewan Aiken, Ewan solid Aiken. base to the wing, mm-hmm. and you gave him uh, TKO. Yeah. Look, it's probably a lot if you're looking at this on paper and say, you know, that two for one, but again, two solid base players for a player with upside that I can captain in a matchup, I'll take that every day. Yep. All right. I'm 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 snaking here, Nom. So I've just oh. gone I've just gone Sam Walker, who I told you has the has the ability to go a bit of a low score here. So I do need to handcuff him with a genuine captain option every week. Day for feeder, Fifi. Oh. So if you're picking, if you're doing a redraft right now, and you can go Sam Walker and Fifi back to back, I think you're very happy with the way your team looks. What do you think? That's an interesting one. I I uh, actually had my eye on another second rower here. Okay. Um, I actually had my eye on Torhu Harris. Ooh. Because if you want to talk consistency, I mean, oh, this man is, is just, yeah, he's p- consistency personified. I'm just going to look at his lowest score all year was in round 14 where he got, uh, what did he get? 57. 57. Crazy. Um, and look, the fact that he's playing in the next round of bye, I think that's a that's a plus. All right. So are you taking him in your so you got I guess you probably don't want to take him next because you've got Angus there. You're gonna go Angus and Tohu in the same team, or you're gonna try and split up your Angus team a little bit here? No, I I, I like to I'd like stack to stack my uh, beautiful. Yeah. Look, they're two second rowers, you know, Fifi averaging uh I think he's still over 90 right now, yet 93. He's one of those guys, he looks like he's having an absolute stinker of a game. He hasn't got his hands on the ball. He'll take three runs, break six tackles, make a line break, and he gets a 90. So he's one of those guys that gets your stats. Tohu, like you said, he's just going to have that motor. He's going to get things done for you. Love the pick, those two picks. And you know what? For my Gutho team that I had to pick 10 for now, pick 15, 
Let's go another forward. Let's give the forward some love here. Let's go Ice Papali'i. Absolute steal of our draft. Uh, I don't think there's any question if you were able to pick him up. He's averaging an 83 still, pumped out another 90 on the weekend. Uh, just tremendous value and stack of paraboys here. Yeah, the fact that you can play him in the front row forward as well, I mean, that's oh. just unfair. That's like playing Nico Hines in a center wing position. That's just, you can't do that. That should well, be illegal. Just looking at it now, we are now 15 picks in, and that is the first duel, believe it or not. So it does show you that the the, the premier players in this super coach league are all kind of boxed in. Like we have, how many fullbacks do we have? That you can't split and put them in the in the CTW anymore. So it's unfair. It's unfair. If you were able to put some of these, like you know, I remember a couple of years ago, Gutho was a center wing fullback duel. You know, if you had that this year, Munster was a fullback five eight. You know, these are the type of things that can can win your comps. So probably being able to switch in between your front row and second row, it's beautiful. All right, you got your next team was your Munster team. Who do you want for your pick sixteen? I think I'd pair him up with uh, Jerome Hughes. Oh, just just ride this storm uh, way, similar to. Look, I, you know, if you asked me this, you know, five rounds ago or maybe seven, eight rounds ago, I would have picked Jerome Luai, mm. but he's just been uh, stinking up the place for me yeah. the uh, the past few weeks. He, uh, he, I think his five round average is, is still in the thirties. I think he got me a thirty nine. You know, uh, I'm I'm really considering you know swapping him out for for um, Matty Burton. Oh, it's you know it's a it's a bloody good point you bring up because I was going to ask you that Jerome Luai. You know he's been you know when he's on he's on, but he hasn't he's on. He's really letting Cleary do the the playmaking. Burton in that center, obviously he's playing on Jerome's side, but he he has switched a couple of times. There might be a matchup where you know if someone has a really uh, poor set of outside backs, that Burton. Uh, Switchability between uh, him and Luar could be very helpful there. Yeah, um, look, Burden he he just loves to score. He just loves to score a try. I mean, you know, I can. He's pretty much you know, if Cleary isn't there, he's my guaranteed captain. Really, mm. um, I have no doubt that uh, Cleary will probably be rested sometime in the next uh, ten weeks before the um, before the real NRL final. So, Matt Burden, he's He's such a uh, he's, he's a great cuff for me, Cleary. Hundred percent. All right, uh, pick seventeen will partner Cody Walker, my eighth pick. Look, we're getting to the point now where you know a lot of the fullbacks are gone. Like we said, a couple of the halves have now left the board. I think we're gonna let our first centre go off the board here, Brian Toto. Oh, oh, very good. Uh, two very big upside players in uh, Cody and Toto again. Guys that you can slap a C on, you know, Cody, for the, for the, they're both matchup plays, but, you know, what we've seen Toto doing with, you know, 200 metres a game consistently getting the tries, I think it's, you know, to me it's so silly he did, wasn't out. I had, uh, I took the first uh, centre wing off the board this year in Nofo. You know, not a bad pick, you know, from what he's done in the past, past couple of seasons, but, yeah, I would have loved to have got my hands on Brian this year. Yeah, can't can't knock the uh, Nofo pick. I mean... Yeah, he was he was a top um, set of week last year, and I think he ended the season. Was he around that top five pick? I, I can't remember, but he um, like he he was definitely one of the top try scorers, and in in a team like like Tigers, so he was number six overall this year. Mm. Um, yeah, but Brian Toto, I mean, 
the number of meters he's making. I know this is no surprise to to anyone out there, but yeah, he, he just gets so much work done. And the fact that he's got attacking upside as well. Um, yeah, who, who would have thought a set of wing as a, as a guaranteed captain option? No, oh, and, and there's only a couple of them and he's definitely one of them. So great value there. All right, your next one was Latrell. You pick seven. Who's your pick uh, 18 here to partner him? Oh, so do I have to go a center wing here? You don't have to. You can you can go whatever you want, mate. There are a couple of center wings here. There's one I'm eyeing off, but he's very uh, turbo dependent. If you get what I mean. <laughs> uh, you could yeah, partner him not... with AJ. He, he's your he's left his left hand partner on the edge there. You could go that route if you really like the rabbits. Yeah, could do. Haven't, ha- could haven't, do. haven't had a hooker go yet. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just looking at him now. I think uh, Harry Grant. Mm. I think I'd, I'd pick him up. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely before the season, he was one of the darlings. Still is. You know, he's probably the on the, on his day, he's now turned into one of the uh, best hooker options in Supercoach. Just plays with such recklessness with his body. You know, it's starting to catch up with him a little bit. So I'm hoping that he can kind of get a bit of run going here because he has picked up. Uh, is it a hammy injury now? But he's got his tweaked his hammy, I think. So yeah, out for a couple of games. So hopefully he's not too long. But yeah, definitely with some of these uh poor teams that the Melbourne Storm will verse later in the year, um, Grant's a good pick there. All right, let's kind of run through this last little bit here. So the Reese Walsh team for me with pick number nineteen. Look, another guy that has kind of fallen this year, um, but there's still tremendous value um, in him. I'm going to go with Damian Cook. Um, again, just if you're looking for uh, play the matchups and upside, you could go Reese Walsh and Cook on back to back weeks. I don't mind it. Uh, and that's probably the second, like I said, the second best hooker. Who do you have for your Teddy team? Pick 20. Uh, I might go the one two punch. I'll go Grant, that's Smith, mm. uh, Brandon Smith. That's another, another very interesting one where you think of the start of the season. Brandon would have been very low in a lot of people's draft boards, even though he had the duel, you know, he was going to be stuck behind you uh, Fanukan, stuck behind Grant. Uh, you know, was he going to stay at the Melbourne Storm all year? But he's been an absolute killer, especially these last, uh, probably the last five weeks, I want to say. Like, you know, his five-round rolling average is a 90 right now. He's just been killing it, especially um, since he's kind of really made that starting spot his own. Yeah, he, you know, <laughs> as soon as, you know, he... He uh, picks the ball up with dummy half and he's like a meter or two out. You know he's going to go for it. And I'm surprised the number of time he, that actually comes off for him. You know, you see Brandon Smith, surely if you're a marker, you're not letting him score. But yeah, he always seems to get over somehow. Yeah. All right. Pick 21 for my Pappy team. I'm going to go DCE. Uh, fallen a little bit this year, but he's still, you know, banging out a 64 average. Um, has got a couple of low scores in there at 24, but he's also got 104 from a couple of weeks ago. He's one of these guys that can get hot and really go on a run here. Quickly looking at his draw here, Bulldogs, Canberra, and George, Tigers, Sharks, Melbourne, Para, Canberra, Bulldogs, Cowboys. There's a lot of winnable games there. A lot of games with turbo plays, DCE can be a facilitator in that and getting some big points. So DCE at pick number 21. For your Kalen Ponga team, pick 22, who are you going there? It's a fair shout. Um, look, I know this is this is risky to have uh, you know someone so dependent on Turbo, but I, I have to 
you know, grab our center wing in Ruben Garrick here. He's been the fact that he's goal kicking is a bonus. He's absolutely been killing it. Whenever uh, Turbo's in the lineup, it's you know looking at his five round average, one hundred and seven. Like, come on, one hundred and fifty six on the weekend. His highest ever score in Supercoach. He's tunned up one, two, three, four, five, five tons this year. You know, like you said, kicking in that manly team that's really when you look at it and you kind of like look through the rest of the run, potentially could finish third. You know, the third best team in the comp. Um, I love it. Garrick's a good pick there. All right. Mate, imagine but, if he could could have kicked them this weekend. I think he missed uh, like his first five kicks. Yeah, he did. He he would have gone close to the record if you did captain him. It would have been it would have been crazy. Um, all right, pick twenty three. My turbo team. Look, you know, again, this is where it's starting to get tough. You know, you got to start looking at who's left on the board in some of these ones. Who can win your game? Who's going to give you a bit of safety? Looking through here, uh, like Reed Marnie, if he comes back, but no, probably not. Cody Nicarima in the halves. Warriors have an interesting draw, probably not. Uh, I really want to go Adam Dewey, but I don't want a part of any Tigers for the for the run <laughs> home here. Look, give me a bit of safety. It's not a it's not a flashy pick at all. Uh, give me Luke Thompson from the Dogs. Oh, okay, been going in all, been getting in some really good form. He's got the jewel, which I love. You know, he got a 42 on the weekend, still got a 66 average. He's one of those guys that's going to cart the ball forward, get you his stuff. He doesn't leak any penalties, doesn't get sent to the sin bin. He's going to get the odd attacking stat. He'll push it over a 70. So I'll go Luke Thompson there for a bit of safety. Who do you have last? Pick 25, 24, the partner, Nathan Cleary, the chin's eye, the great man. Who do you have partnering him? Oh, all right. I'm looking ahead to Supercoach finals again. You know, if I think I'm going to be there around 25, I can't go past AJ on that rabbit's left edge because, you know, he's going to be scoring at least at least a try, if not two or three. Yeah, great call. All right, we'll keep, we'll keep that record there because I do want to come back in our, in our last Supercoach wrap-up. Um, round 25, we'll go through that one, see how close we we're on that one. That'll be an interesting exercise. So before we do wrap up, Johnny, um, I guess we want to grab another podcast with you because, again, we do play the drop, but we do want to do the classic, so we'll do a separate one for classic. So any classic heads out there, we'll get to that one. I guess your strategy for the, the season, Nom. So we're, we're around 15 in. We're heading towards the last buy round, finishing origin, heading into the finals. You're safe. I'm kind of teetering. I kind of just want to go through each of our mindsets here. Are you looking to make some trades? Are you looking to sort of attack the waivers and the free agency? Or are you just going to kind of the team that's got you here, are you going to rest on your laurels and stick with that? Or are you going to try and make some moves to, you know, for example, if I could throw one out to you, you spoke, you spoke about Jerome Luai. Any thought mm-hmm. of Luai trade, you know, patch, packaging him and like a Joe O, him and a Welch to get someone, you know, are you thinking about trades? Or are you going to stay in pat and get do what got you here? To be honest, I haven't, I haven't been thinking about trades at all. You know, I didn't put my waivers in this week. Uh, I didn't even know that you could put on waivers this <laughs> week. Uh, look, you know, Jerome Luai and Joe O, that's an interesting one. I, I didn't think about that. But look, any boys out there, you're listening, <laughs> hit me up, see what you can do. Uh, look, overall, I'm still fairly happy with my team. You know, I've obviously lost Jermaine Asako. We were singing his praises not too long ago. And he's obviously been dropped. Um, I've been holding Curtis Sirenen for the past five rounds. And I think 
my form kind of dipped as soon as I picked him up from the waivers. <laughs> Um, Look, you're in a nice position, but you can do those cheeky uh, pick up a player and stash them on the bench. You know, you're in that position now. So, yeah, I guess there's just yeah. going to be, you know, exactly. if looking you drop, ahead into the finals. Yeah, if you drop a couple more, like a guy like Curtis Siren, and does he get his, you know, does he get his starting spot back? You know, Schuster's got to come back in there. All the Kawatu's played some really good footy. Kepi's played some more yeah. good footy there. So, look, I think from your point of view, you you can go a bit safety here and. You know, play it out. You've got a good team around you that's got you to the dance. See what happens. For me personally, you saw tonight, I'm looking to be aggressive here. There's some players that I really want to uh, move on. Uh, you know, a Cook, a Clemmer, uh, a Staines and Olam. Um, you know, happy for them all to go. You know, I'm, I'm looking to improve, you know. looking I'm at my still head, holding on to Staines. I'm still, look, you know. Charlie's one of those guys that I just would never feel comfortable putting to the wave. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of, he'll be picked up. There's a lot of play, like players out there, especially in a lot of draft comps in our group, especially Lost you know, nights. When, when I threw out the trade for Charlie Staines, I get lots of laughs, I get lots <laughs> of but then as soon as I put him to that waiver, I can guarantee you four of you guys will be snakes and try and pick him up straight away. So I, I understand he's probably not trade material, but he's definitely one of those guys on a matchup. And again, he has not played well in certain matchups this year. Um, it's just too good. You know, the, 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 a Panthers team, you said at the start of the season, you said buy a Panthers, I said buy a Melbourne. You buy into the good teams. And, you know, he's probably out of the 13 starters, he's probably the 13th one that you would want. But he's still a starter in that team. So, look, I, I'm starting to get really, you know, I did some stashing. I've saw Pappenhausen on my bench. I stashed DeBellin five weeks ago. DeBellin now starting lock, pushed out a 60 last week. So, you know, I'm still in the mindset of stashing players where I can, but I've also got to get a bit aggressive because I'm getting around that pack and that little bottleneck. I do want to get around that and really cement my spot in the finals. Question to you. Would you let Pappy go? You know, you got to hold him until round 20. That's, that's 16, 17, 18, 19, four rounds. Yep. And you, like you said, you need to get yourself into the finals. Are you going to let Pappy go? No. 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 Uh, I think Pappy's one of those guys that if I've, I've got him. I've got five beautiful games out of him so far. If I don't get another one, I'll still think I've got tremendous value of pick 10. Uh, still had a good ride with him. I've got Nico who's carrying and being, you know, Nico's doing his best little doppelganger job of, you know, intimidating, uh, uh, sorry, impersonating Pappy, you know, obviously not going to do what he can do, but he's done he's done the job for me this year. So, look, I'm happy. I traded for Munster a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I traded for Sam Walker tonight. So I got my half sorted out now. I'm happy with that. My forward pack, you know, I've got uh, Tina, uh, Tom Lolo, and Debellin in my back row. Still got the Enigma who's cook and my hooker. So I, I'm happy, you know. If I get knocked out in the finals and I've got a team like this around me, I know at least I've done my job in the trade. So the other thing I do want to keep an eye on, Nom, I did find a way in the app now where you can just sort by the trades in the in the draft comp. In our last round, I do in our last uh, recap pod, I do want to go through just read out all the trades that we've done because there's been some absolute there's been some absolute stinkers, but there's been some absolute win for wins and both guys winning. So I want to go through that at some stage in the last pod. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, there's a couple of different options. You have got the Johnny Root here, who's He's very safe. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to play by you. There's me right around the middle of the pack. I'm going to do everything I can to make that finals. A guy like David and Jason in our comps, they've now got to kind of swing for the fences here. You know, 
you did have two of them. David did trade me Sam Walker. Uh, Jason traded me Cam Munster. So they're going for pieces, overall pieces, instead of a star player. So, look, I do want to throw one trade out to you because uh, I know that Ed uh, listens to this. I know that Chris Roach listens to this. Let's take you back, Nom. Uh, we did have a trade with Tom Turbo in our league. Do you remember this trade? Oh, mate. I remember seeing that trade, and I knew at that point that Chris was getting the bargain of the century. So it was round eight. So Turbo had only been back for three games at this stage, or two games at this stage, and he turned up in the last one. So we had Ed, who owned Turbo, traded Turbo and Kirk Capewell to our friend Chris Roach in exchange for Valentine Holmes, a very good jewel, Api Corusau, a good hooker, Jake Jurovich, a good second rower, but no one is better than Tom Turbo in that trade. And that, to me, so far is the trade of the season because Chris Roach now has gone from the bottom of the ladder He's now sneaking up right in that battle for six, and he's got Turbo, Captain Turbo, in his side. Yeah, I mean, but to Ed's credit, he hasn't really... He's He's, he's got still, himself in the top five, so... Still in the finals. It's, it's a win-win, you know. Ed rounded out his team. But I'm just saying, if I'm in a finals matchup, I'd rather Turbo than all three of Holmes, Coruscant, and Jake. That's just my opinion. But they've both done well. It's a... It's a win-for-win trade, but they're still a winner of the season for the trade. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should we should definitely ha- have some award for the best trade of the season. <laughs> uh, we should have we should get get a uh, a, a a reward for the sh- shittest trade of the season as well, the loser of the season. Yeah, when we do our end of year drinks, food celebration, where we hand out the hand out the prize money and you know talk about the season. I might have to create some awards this year and hand out some little medals. So I'll Wait, get some medals. I think I'll be right up there after training um, Bradman Best from you. Uh, and I got all of, I let go of Olam and Aiken in return. And Bradman's got me an average of 30 odd since he's come to come over. We've all had a couple of them. You know, you don't win every trade, unfortunately. I wish I wish that was the case. But, you know, like I said, guys, um, it's been a fun season. This is round, uh, this is our third round of recaps round 15 so we'll come back for around 20 and around 25 uh johnny thanks for coming on it's been a pleasure as always uh always a pleasure to uh come on and uh look hopefully you know i'll still be at top for our next uh review and um yeah best of luck to you mate that's it mate thank you very much and everyone i just want to actually do mention i forgot to mention this at the top of the pod we've hit 3,000 downloads which is i can't actually believe that i'm saying that sentence again i Thought I did this podcast, and if I had five listens, I was going to be very happy with it. Um, you know, it started with just a bunch of the guys in the group listening to a couple of odd episodes. Um, but no, it's been it's been fantastic, and we're very close to. I am moving soon. I'm going to set up a little podcast studio. Uh, YouTube will be coming a part of this channel, um, so that that's something to look forward to. I've got the big off season project that I'm still diligently working on that I've sprinkled in a couple of. Um, comments about but I'm really excited for an off-season series that I think a lot of people will really like to get their teeth sunk into um, but yeah 3,000 downloads has been great and uh, we'll keep doing it because you know I love talking footy Nom loves talking footy and you know whenever the boys can come on happy to have them on to, to have a laugh and you know talk about it so thanks for listening guys have a great day and hear from you soon cheers <laughs>